0: Richard Stearns is the president of an organization some of you may know called World Vision. Some of you may sponsor children through them or you may give charitably through that organization as they seek to make the gospel known around the world by blessing the least of these. Richard Stearns said this, It takes transformed people to transform the world. It takes transformed people to transform the world. You know, that's what Christmas is all about. When Jesus came into the world over 2,000 years ago, it was to change things. It was to make things different. It was to make a way for those of us who were far from God, which was all of us, to be, make a way to get back to God. Jesus changed things. Christmas changed things. We've been talking this entire Advent series about how our culture uh, needs a reminder of what Christmas is really about. Christmas is somewhere along the line it's gotten hijacked. And so we said to be transformed people, to transform the world, we want to do four basic things. We want to worship God fully. We understand that Christmas primarily is about worshiping God for his incredible gift that he has given us in Jesus Christ. So we're going to worship fully. And we believe that if you worship fully, based on Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, we looked at this a couple weeks ago, that it will change you. It will transform you from the inside out. It changes the way you think. It changes the way you react. And don't we need a mindset change at Christmas in our country today? Last week, we talked about spending less. We, we didn't say you couldn't spend anything. We just said spend less. And I challenged you with this question. Are you giving gifts to people who can afford to take a vacation this Christmas? Are you spending most of your money on gifts for people who can afford to take a vacation? Here's the Advent Conspiracy Challenge. To spend less, not to spend nothing. My kids all Christmas have been worried they're not getting any Christmas presents. (laughs) Sherry and I have just let them think that. Not to spend nothing, but just to say, can we find some balance between how much we spend on Christmas gifts and maybe take some of what we would have spent on gifts and instead invest it in eternal things, in kingdom things, to give more to the cause of Christ. Do you know that Americans will spend an average of $700 each on Christmas gifts this year? Every man, woman, child in America, that's an average. Some of you saying, I don't spend that much. That just means somebody else is spending more than you because that's how much it is per average. If you add that up and you do the math, it means that Americans this year will spend $210 billion on Christmas gifts. Now, let me just do a little math with you this morning. If only 5% if only 5% of those people were dedicated, born-again believers. I mean, we're not even expecting people who aren't believers in Jesus. So if we just say, conservatively, 5% of them were born-again Christians, and if of that 5%, that means of that 5%, they will spend $10, 500 million dollars on Christmas gifts. So Christians will spend over $10,000,000,000 on gifts. Now, if half of those Christians... Would just give half of the money they would normally spend on Christmas gifts to missions, the church in America this year at Christmas time would give, are you ready for it, $2,625,000,000 for the cause of Christ around the world. Let me tell you what that would buy. Here is our grown up Christmas list. If every Christian in America not even every Christian in America, if half of the Christians in America would just spend half as much money on Christmas gifts and give the others to mission, this is what we could accomplish. We would employ 150,000 indigenous missionaries and pastors in closed countries. That would cost us $330 million. We would quadruple the total money spent on missions to unreached people groups. That would be a billion dollars. We could eradicate polio from the planet from the planet for $500 million. We could quadruple the annual operating budget of Habitat for Humanity for $480 million. We could provide a million of the world's poorest people with vision care, limb braces, and prosthetics for $200 million. We could provide Christ based career training to 100,000 unemployed or welfare dependent Americans for hundred million dollars. We could finance Christ-centered efforts to end human trafficking, trafficking, and that would cost us fifteen million dollars. That all would total. That would all total six hundred twenty-five million dollars if half of the Christians in America spent half of the money they normally spend on gifts and instead gave it to missions. So I thought it would be fun for us to say, well, what would that look like at Southside? What would our grown-up Christmas list look like if we were able to give more? If half of the members of Southside Baptist Church were to just, and let's just say Southside, maybe we don't spend as much on Christmas. So let's just say we as Southsiders only spend half as much. So we only spend $350 per person on Christmas gifts. If half of us would take half of that, that would be $175 each, we would collect over $50,000, which is our goal for missions this year for the Adventry. Listen to what we could do in the city of Jacksonville. We could stock 100 four-by-four food boxes for $7,500. We could provide water lines for two residents of the Larson community for $5,000. We could provide comprehensive care for two exploited women for $5,000. Ten people could get job training through second helpings for $6,000. That would just be what would happen in Jacksonville. Listen to what could happen around the world. We still haven't spent all the $50,000 yet. We could send every one of our Southside Baptist Church missionaries on a summer retreat for training this summer for $2,500, every one of them and their children. We could support one of our college students who's working with Youth with a Mission, support Michael Schock for one year for $6,360. We could provide 30,000 Bibles in Arabic into closed countries for $4,000. The Underwoods, their little girl Lydia, we could pay for her diapers for an entire year because that's important. For, for the other members of Southside who are on the mission field, They have four children in school. We could pay for their schooling for an entire year for $9,284. And we could provide housing and salaries for one of our Southside missionary families for one month for $4,230. The total price tag, $50,000, if half of the members of Southside just gave half of the money they normally spent for Christmas to missions. Welcome to the Advent Conspiracy. Now, you listen to these numbers, and you think, well, that's, that's doable. I mean, that's, that's manageable. We could make an impact. We could make a difference in our city, in our world. And you hear those dollar signs, but do you rec- realize, and I hope you know, that people are more than dollar signs. These represent not just lives, but these represent lives that, that face an eternity separated from God if they don't hear the message of the gospel in a language they can understand and in a way that it will reach them. And it's our privilege and responsibility at Christmas time to deliver the best news to the people who need to hear it the most. How do you put a price tag? How do you evaluate the value of a single human life? In 2008, Time Magazine ran a story where insurance companies got together and they determined that the value of one year of quality life was worth $50,000. In other words, if the medical expenses to extend somebody's life for more than, for, for, was more than $50,000 was not one year, they didn't think it was financially viable to do it. Stanford University came behind them and said that no, it's really more like uh, the, the value of a human life for one year is $129,000. But this will make you feel better. The United States Office of Management and Budget has set the overall value of a human life in the United States somewhere between 7 and $9 million. As if they're taking inventory of United States citizens. How much is a human life worth? This is what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 16 verse 26. Two brothers got into an argument about an inheritance, and they were squabbling over it, and they went to Jesus to resolve the issue, and Jesus responded with an answer I don't think either of them liked. He said, Matthew sixteen twenty six what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit for their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Jesus said, you cannot put a price tag, you cannot put a dollar value on a human soul. He said this in Matthew 6, verse 19 and 21, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust and thieves destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where is your heart this Christmas season? Do you have a heart like God, which is a heart for people? Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Jonah chapter 2, verse 8, the prophet Jonah says this, those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could have been theirs. What are we sacrificing with our pursuit of wealth and material? Who are we sacrificing? The grace that could be ours if we recognize that you cannot put a dollar value on a human life. Here's the value of a human life. The value of a human life is not determined by how much wealth he collects but how much of himself he has given away it's not about what you've got in your bank account it's not even about the amount of stuff that you have it's about how much of yourself are you willing to give away this was demonstrated for us at christmas time when god took on flesh and came to live among us listen to what it says in second corinthians verse 8 and 9 for you know the grace of our lord jesus christ that though he was rich He had all the glories and all the wealth of heaven. Though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor. So that you, by his poverty, might become rich. Philippians chapter 2 verse 6 through 8 says he had equal status with God but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came he set aside the privileges of deity, took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become human he stayed human. It was an incredible humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead he lived a selfless obedient life and he died a selfless obedient death, and the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. The value of a human life is not determined by how much wealth is collected, but by how much of itself is given away, and Jesus gave away everything that we might have life, and that's what we celebrate at Christmas time. What is it that we could give in exchange for what God has done for us? Let me clue you into something. God doesn't need your money. God doesn't need your money. What he wants is your heart. But Jesus said, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. How do we express our love for a God who has given so much to us? Jesus, when asked what's the greatest commandment, he said, it's love, your, he said, it's love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second one is how you demonstrate the first one. You love your neighbor as yourself. One time Jesus was talking to some of his followers and and he was telling them about what it will be like at the judgment. He said people would basically be sorted into two categories. Those who loved God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength and loved their neighbor as themselves and those who didn't. And as he called those who loved him, listen to what he says to them. Matthew 25 verse 34 through 40. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, read it with me. As you did it for one of the least of these, my brothers. You did it for me. What do you give God at Christmas? You give Him your heart, and you do that by loving your neighbor as you love yourself. That may require us to step out of our comfort zone, that may require us to get close to people that we would normally wouldn't be close to, but that's what it means to love God. That's the gift that Jesus wants from you on his birthday. And here's the challenge. Give Jesus your most expensive present this year by doing for one of the least of these what you would do for him. doesn't mean you can't do for other people. It just means the most expensive gift you give this Christmas. Would you join the Advent Conspiracy by making the most expensive gift you give a gift you give to Jesus by caring for one of the least of these? Let me read to you A paraphrase of what Jesus said to the other half of the crowd that was standing before him at the judgment seat. This paraphrase is also from Richard Stearns. He said, for I was hungry while you had all you needed. I was thirsty but you drank bottled water. I was a stranger and you wanted me deported. I needed clothes but you needed more clothes. I was sick And you pointed out the behavior that led to my sickness. I was in prison, and you said I was getting what I deserved. Southside, that's not the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel is a gift that's given to those, the least of those who deserve it. That's the message of Christmas. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We communicate that message as we reach out and bless others. And listen, some of you who are here today, You need to understand this morning the value that God has placed on you. That God would spare no expense for you. Maybe you're here and you're only here because you came to hear a a mother or a father or a grandparent in the senior adult choir or a child. And you need to know that the message of Christmas is that God has placed infinite value on you because he would send his son to die that you might have life. That he would become poor so that you could become rich. That's the message of Christmas. There's no better gift you could ever get than the gift of eternal life that's made available through the gift of his son, Jesus. And this morning, that invitation is for you. We're gonna have a time to sing together. Uh, a Christmas carol that you you may not sing very often, but the text is so beautiful. It it asks the question, what can I give him? And it answers its own question. I give him my heart. Maybe today you would give your heart to Jesus Christ. For others of you, maybe now would be a time that you would want to come and you would want to make your Advent conspiracy gift in one of these boxes. Maybe for others, you just want to come and kneel and pray at these steps. But my invitation for you this morning is to consider the incredible value that God has placed on every person And the incredible value that God has placed on you. Receive that gift. And give him the only thing worthy of giving in exchange. And that is your heart and your life. Will you pray with me? Father, this morning as we come to a time of commitment, a time of reflection, a time to respond. Lord, we acknowledge that there is nothing that we could ever give that would even come close to comparing to what you've given us in your son, Jesus Christ. And so, Father, we seek to love you and to worship you fully. We seek to be changed by that love, to be transformed, to be your hands and feet in this world, that we may love others, and in so doing, that we may express our love to you. Lord, we want to be a part of a changed world. We want to be a part of transformed families. We want to be a part of a transformed church. But Father, help us to remember that begins with a transformed heart. So I pray this morning, as we sing this song, as we consider what it is that we can give to you, that we would recognize and know that all that we are, all that we have comes from you. So we seek to give it back to you in the form of our very lives, that we may be used of you to see your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven.